Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing this week? Ryan, on this week's episode, we say goodbye to beloved Canadian sex educator, Sue Johansson, with a happy death day. Okay. And malaria back on the rise. Thanks, Florida. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? I don't ever do anything right. This week, in an attempt to stop you from moving here, I tell you what Miami is really like and what lessons can we learn from our own stupidity. So much to find out mm. on this week's show. Tyler, what is your relationship like with homos? With homos, you say? <laughs> wow. Wait, wait, and I'm using this. I'm using this appropriately. Way to pitch that over to me, buddy. Excuse me. Excuse uh, me. I meant it, it's something with my computer. Uh, I meant FOMO. What is your relationship like? with FOMO. It's something that used to affect me very powerfully, very strongly. For anybody who doesn't know, FOMO is fear of missing out. You're good at this. And it used to really affect me. And it's something that I was thinking about earlier today. It's something that I have had to keep uh, my mind on and really think about and not let it take hold of me. Well, what do you think the, the foundation of FOMO is? I, I'll start here. FOMO. New word, work, new quote unquote word, mm -hmm. old feeling, right? This is something that's been going on since, you know, look, look at all them out in the park spinning that giant hoop with the stick and, and I'm stuck inside scrubbing my daddy's under ruse or I, I don't, I don't do well in different time periods, but I, you I was thinking cup with the ball on the string. You got to swing it around and you got to catch it in the cup. You think my family could afford a cup of the ball, Tyler? That's what do you, fair. what do you think? My daddy's a banker. I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't bring that up. My question is, this This is probably something that's been going on forever. Now, of course, I'm sure Instagram, Snapchat, you know, Twitter, all those things have really weaponized it. But what do you think the foundation of FOMO is? Well, it's just wanting to be a part of things. We as humans want to be, we're very communal creatures and we want to experience things with other people. And when we think we're missing out on a unique or very special opportunity or just a really fun opportunity or connection time with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it can really affect us in a, in a, in a way where we think to ourselves, Oh my God, I'm missing out on something truly special. Well, and I think even more than that experience, I, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, that it's the connection that's underlying, or am I just thinking of it through my own parameters where it's not like, Oh man, you guys went and did something I've never done, which does factor in. It's like, what, you guys don't want me to go or whatever the deal is. It's that connection of, hey, we all went out and had a crazy night. And now you and I, we're best of buds. We should, you sure. know, we should get a motorcycle with a sidecar. Yeah, I don't know if it connects directly. It does have play a part, but I have felt that way with like drugs before. Like back, you in, got drugs? back in the day when I did drugs, previous Tyler does. Sure. Uh, and people would go out and they'd get all fucked up. There was really no real connection happening because everybody's brain was in the clouds, yeah. but there was that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm missing out on an awesome time. Yeah, for sure. And and I that's very interesting because for me, it is the underlying connection with other people, not even just what it is that we're doing. Mm. So my question is, how does FOMO, man, I feel like an asshole saying this over and over again. Mm -hmm. 
how does it hinder our lives? Because I believe I'm going to say something else ridiculous. The grind culture. What is the grind culture? Just, just man, because I need to stop talking here I, for a second I, and just shake my head. I don't know if, if it's the opposite of FOMO, yeah, but, I, I, but I'm but in the same place. It is counter. It is counter to it where it's just, you have your head down focused on work. And that is basically what your life becomes all about. Why are we never fear of missing out on those? Maybe, maybe there are people that aren't me that do feel that way. I've never been afraid of missing out on those opportunities. Oh, yeah. But I feel like always needing to go out, always trying to connect with people. And usually in, in my life, when I've ever done that, it's always been there's been drinking involved. There's been craziness involved. There's sure. been let's go to bartenders bash and, you know, put our speedo on backwards. And and I think that very often FOMO is hindering us from moving forward and what it is we're actually trying to get done. Definitely. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and say, I believe that you putting the Speedo on backwards is a true story, but we're just going to blow right past that. Second sure. of all, I'm going to go Mammal ahead. Toe. I am also going to say that, uh, yeah, FOMO, FOMO can definitely get in our way and inhibit us from leading a healthy life because it causes us to make decisions that aren't in our best interest. Right. It's fun. It's fun to have fun. It's fun to go right out with your this friends. Moment. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and get messed up and do all that. But when you're at home and you're like, man, I should get a good night's sleep. I should drink a lot of water. I should eat healthy. And then instead it's like, nah, you know what? I'm going to go drink a fifth of tequila with my buddies. Why, you got tequila? It's a good time. Yeah. But it, but man, is it, it that, that good night's rest and the eating well and the drinking lots of water would have undoubtedly been the healthier option of the two. And it's cyclical because you went out and you do all that stuff. And because you feel like shit in the morning, now it's even worse. And oh, you're yeah. just going to, you know what? I feel like shit. I'm going to go crazy tonight. And finally, I've been a lot of places. It kind of sucks. FOMO? Yeah. You ever been out? Like you're like, oh man, I got to get out. I go places all the time. Not that great. Mm. You're, you're not missing anything. Oh, sure. I, my... my particular hell. <laughs> what am I doing here? Is that I am a Schrodinger's uh, introvert yep. where I stay in and I'm like, fuck, I wish I was out. And then I go out. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I was in. <laughs> Just this anything. Is... Get me back to my room. <laughs> my name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Salutations to the Haitian army. Salutations to you, Tyler Menendez, my co-host. How are you doing today, my brother? I am good, sir. Welcome to episode 642. Wait, so where are we at? What session are we at? I believe we're 174. Four. That can't be true. Yeah, Man, we 174. Been, we were like that little choo-choo that could, Tyler. I think that means we can do a theme session next episode. Okay, you want to Oh, you're talking about it. Do you want to lob one up? Do you want to right here? Do you want to do a true crime themed episode? Next week, Love Tyler and I, true crime. You don't know what true crime true is. True crime. Tyler and I are going to do a true crime episode next week, unless we don't. On this week's episode, yes, Tyler? Making decisions on the fly. We're making decisions on the fly, but always leaving the back door open. <laughs> yeah, that's your strategy. Yeah. So, uh, a little bit more on that later. A little cleanup here first. I began last week's episode session 173 if we're right about that talking about the greeter and i fighting it up yeah at the at lachaim 
He means the gym. We built a little rapport, he and I. Mm -hmm. We built a little rapport. Sometimes getting into it with somebody can kind of loosen up the tension. So we're back, baby. We're back. And I'm being very nice. We're saying good good morning to each other, but still a little stank face there. Gotcha. And I appreciate it. I like it. Well, because there's a little stank, because there is stank face there, that just means that he's doing it to everybody. So it's not exactly like he can break that habit immediately. But he's on his way. I I like thinking it's more just about me specifically. Mm. In my mind, we're kind of playing out like the, you know, in movies, where like two guys get stuck in a cell together and the one guy's super racist and the other guy's just really he just won't stop being nice to him. That's where we're at. Hmm. We're like the quirky duo. You know what I mean? Like like Batman and that kid in the underwear. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a weird way to phrase it. <laughs> also, but it's technically true. Am I wrong? Technically Those true. Those were underoos and you know it. Yeah. Uh, also, Tyler, I just returned half of my week from the gayest place in America. And he's not exaggerating. That's actually true. It's a true story. I actually just got back from Provincetown, Massachusetts. You and I have talked a bunch about it. What I'm more interested in talking about is just the idea of vacations. Tyler, vacations. Pro or con? I'm going to corner you here. Definitely pro. You're pro. Definitely pro. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, You mean I can do all the stuff I do here isn't be lazy and lay out and do almost nothing but in a nicer place. People are going to look up to you for it. Why not? And that is what's great. I, I mean, I will tell you, Provincetown, it is a community, not unlike Key West, that is run completely by gays. Mm-hmm. They got it figured out. It sounds like I'm doing a joke here. It's pristine. It's beautiful. Everything looks great. I love it. P-Town, I assume the P stands for prostate. You're doing great, man. Yeah, they manicure not only their fingernails, but their environment. They keep everything up to date. They stay in shape. They're handsome and they suck some D. It's they like they handsome. have the whole package. They are handsome. And they are I, handsome. I made sure to tell everybody that I am straight. I, I know it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. I am straight because I wanted to be the one elusive one, but not too elusive. I don't want to be, you know, up above. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You, you want to give the Maybe. impression that sure. you can get got, you two, know? Two yeah. more of these Appletinis and anything can happen. Absolutely. So the one thing that I am interested in talking about, because nobody wants to hear about somebody else's vacation, but we will do the slideshow later, Tyler, mm-hmm. is I think vacation is great for centering yourself. I think, and it doesn't have to be going to some Caribbean island I just think that even just taking a little bit of time out of your regular life, and we're super lucky that we get to do it, I think it is so great because you're removed from your habits, from your routine. You're Hopefully, you don't have a million responsibilities. I mean, if you have more than one kid, what the hell are you doing? And I think it is a really great time for you to spend some time with yourself. What's your take on that? Yeah, you're kind of forced to in a lot of ways. Unless you're busy the entire time, you're literally forced to... Uh, be brought out of your normal everyday routine. If you're doing it right. And yeah, yeah. If you're doing your daily routine on vacation, uh, I need to advise you how to vacation better. Yeah, yep. uh, and it and it forces you almost, in, even though you're in a beautiful place and you're doing all these fun things, almost out of your comfort zone. You're like, man, I can't do the normal things that I can do. I don't even know though- these people. Exactly. I don't know any of this place, hopefully. And you know what? I think it's so easy, and I don't know if this is an American thing or if this is an international thing, going on vacation and drinking from the start to the end, you don't you don't remember any of it. That's almost every vacation I've ever been on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of remembering vacations? It's a fair point. Yeah. And you come back, everybody's like, I need a vacation for my vacation. Who's that? Who are you doing right now? The person who thinks they just came up with, I need a vacation for my vacation. I'll mm. punch you in the face. Why don't you go right wash me on the back of somebody's car, jackass? 
Seems pretty pent up. You seem to be carrying this around. And scene, Tyler. Yeah. And scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the monologue that I just learned for life in the day of Ryan. Sure. It's not like that finger that you just pointed at me wasn't aggressive as shit. <laughs> I just think that um, it's a great time to really uh, center with yourself. And this one, I traveled by myself. Have you ever traveled by yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I never really have. And you know what I found out, Tyler? It's a good time. I'm a grown-up infant. I need somebody uh, to watch me. I, sure. Just going to the airport and getting to where I need to go, I panic, <laughs> even if everything is going fine. How do I stop that? It's, uh, it's time to fix that, Tyler. That is that is the tablets that have come down from the hillside by themselves because I was too afraid to go up there. Sure. Well, it's like saying, how do I get into shape? You have to force yourself to do the necessary things how do I become an adult when I travel by myself? You have to force yourself to do the necessary things. You have to buy your own plane ticket. You have to get your own ride. You have to fend for yourself almost. Force, your, force yourself to do those things. And what I've recognized is me being a total imbecile, not as not as cute at 40 as it was at 13. Mm -mm. So we're going to work on that. While we do, I'm going to bid you a welcome to Miami. Mm. Felt good to get that off my chest, Tyler. I'm happy for you, buddy. And I'm happy to travel by myself as long as mom will book the tickets and drive me over there because I like to stretch out in the back of the van. Mm -hmm. She's got all my DVDs in there and I just feel comfy. You know what I'm saying? Tyler, welcome to Miami, as you can hear by the music. It is a segment that brings a little Spanish sabor to an otherwise starched white podcast. You and I live in Miami. Everybody wants to live in Miami. I don't know. I don't know if that's technically true. Well, I'm just saying it's a very popular. When I was growing up, Hollywood, California, big deal. New York City. Who talks about that shit anymore? Am I right? It's very true. Boston who? Yeah, this is a destination uh, a vacation place kind of thing. There are a lot of people moving down here. Thanks a lot, global warming. And, and quarantine. Now everybody can work from the beach. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. We don't have the infrastructure, people. We didn't have the infrastructure for the people we had. And I, this is the only time I ever feel okay saying this. Go home. Fuck off. We don't want you here. Tyler means fuck off. And I, and I don't agree with him. You know what? I do mean fuck <laughs> off. Tyler! Fuck off! Wow, that's cathartic. You look good. You uh, look good. I felt good. So, we're talking to you, New Yorkers. All right, so Tyler, here's the thing, and this is going to sound like total bullshit, but this is Miami in a nutshell. Parking. Kind of hard over here, right? Yeah, it's a bit of a scam down here. It is a bit of a scam. Yeah. So, I went to a yoga class out on the intercoastal, like on the grass, it was incredible. It, I, at the break of day, beautiful. As I'm pulling up, I find an open parking spot and I'm like, this could not get any better. I pull into the parking spot, $2 an hour, Tyler. Have you ever seen that in Miami, $2 an hour? Never in my life. I was like, this is a perfect start to a day. Well, I live here now, so the, this is the cheapest rent I'll ever have. The gods are shining upon me, this is perfect. I go to pay, minimum time, 16 hours. You can only get the parking spot for 16 hours. Ah, so it's $32 it was regardless. $32. Uh, I sat there. Sneaky bastard. I was starving. Yeah. I, fuck you. I'm getting my $32 worth. Oh, so you, you spent the money? Well, I mean, it was a, it was a good parking spot. How long I mean, were you there for? About an hour and a half. <laughs> about an hour and a half. I, I, and you know what? It, Somebody got swindled. Here's the thing this is what they're banking on. 
I'm already running late. I'm already running late. I can't sit here and argue with a with with the machine. I got to pay this thirty two dollars and I got to book it. Well, even if you weren't late, you still can't sit there and argue with oh, the machine. Oh, I can. Uh-huh. It doesn't say anything back, but it uh, sure you know, it makes me feel a little better. Sure. And and that is very much how Miami life is. Am I right about that, Tyler? Yeah. I mean, not even having an entire conversation about how there is a. Uh, a racket down here of tow truck drivers who will just come and just take your car. 100%. Just steal your car. And here's the thing. <laughs> They're huge swamp monsters. Yeah, there's only a particular type of person that drives a tow truck. They are hoping that you fight with them. Yeah. They want the smoke. That's why they got the job. Can't do it. And just a little bonus welcome to Miami. I saw somebody honk while the people were already moving. And I was like, I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. Like, the cars were going, and they're like, bank. And I'm like, how about that? Maybe it was an they're accidental making- honk. We got always got to, you know, maybe get, uh, a figure that it might be an accidental touch of the of the horn. I was just cleaning it, and it went off, Paul. You know, when somebody's cleaning something, and it just goes off. This is a terrible. This is a yeah, terrible. Gun yeah, or penis. Yeah, yeah. Gun or penis. It makes me sad. Depression index or whatever. Uh-huh. I think I nailed that. What the depression index is, is a machine that I built with my hands. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, what has your mental health been like while I was in gay town getting pounded down? Maybe. You always give me the best lead-ins. My... Uh, mental health this week has been pretty good. Because um, I've been gone? I've been... I, I do realize that... Again, being pounded down. Back when I was uh, back when I was a kid, I always loved the idea of having the house to myself. Like, man, what am I going to do when my parents leave? I'm going to throw a party. Did you do the risky business thing? I did not do the risky what? business thing. Tyler! No, no. Why did I buy you those briefs? I was going to say, I don't even <laughs> own that kind of underwear. You're missing out, pal. Nor those glasses. Uh, ouch. And and I'd be too scared to slide on the hardwood floor. I would go flying and bust my face. We don't want that. And so I realized that now that I am 34, about to be 35 and five days. Oh boy. Five Happy birthday, days. buddy. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I've realized that when the house is full or with a responsible adult in here and when the house is empty and I can do whatever I want, I do the same thing. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't change your outlook whatsoever. It doesn't change my, my behavior. It doesn't change the things I do throughout the day. Yeah. It doesn't change what I'm doing. Well, you're a grown ass man. You can do whatever you want while I'm here or while I'm not here. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I could have thrown a fucking rager, Ryan. I could have thrown a rager. I, I did. I did go and look at all the liquor bottles and see if they were still at the mark that Filled I Filled them put. with water. What? Yeah. <laughs> did you just come up with that? That's brilliant. Damn. And you know what I did instead? Damn. You know what I did instead of a rager? What? I sat on my ass and played video games like I normally would have done. Oh, Streets of Rager. That's a video game, isn't it? I believe so. Johnny yeah. Cager. He's in Mortal Kombat. Co- you got any more? Um, uh, Stranger Things? Nope. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Oh, what's that? Ooh, a dead fish. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Pager. No. Thank you. No, no, I don't have anything. Yeah, got I it. I appreciate you lobbing it up. Well, so, but isn't it, I, I'll ask you this. Isn't it nice to have somebody in the house, even if they're like, far away or whatever I, I i like having somebody around well it's very much like you take it like or not even you it's very much like taking vacation where for the first like three four days whatever it is 
It's nice. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I wake up, I could play my my podcast as loud yep. as I want. Walk downstairs in my underpants. I could, I could kick the front door, my, my bedroom door open if have, I wanted have to. Have you been kicking the, the bedroom door open? When you're not here, I have. Maybe, maybe I have. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, but then after a while, it's like, ah, this feels kind of empty and kind of lonely. And I'd love I want to talk go, to somebody. I want to go back to my normal routine. Oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear that at some point you were finally worn down to miss me. That's great, Tyler. For that sure. Warms the cockles of my something yeah and you did get lucky came back soon enough because i was sh- i was like about to rent out your room you i was did? showing people oh, around yeah is mark uh, mark doesn't uh, have anywhere to yeah, go nobody or? understands that reference buddy <laughs> jerked <laughs> off on my bed <laughs> okay that's gonna confuse the audience more <laughs> but uh this week sorry guys i wasn't there i wasn't this, there this week uh i'm just gonna go ahead and i'm gonna say that i was at a uh i'll say a neutral five okay one two three four five that is kind of confusing and uh, i got back to working out today went out for a run did you it, i did Good i on did you. did 50 push-ups excellent it is uh it is hot it, it, it be hot y'all it's it's like it's getting to like noticeably dangerous kind of heat wait 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 hold on hold on Okay. It'd be hot, y'all. It is very hot. Like, danger levels of hot. It, in a way that I don't remember from my childhood. Was no. I? No? No. Is there something going on with the temperature? Has it changed at all? It just somebody has turned the dial up. Pa does not want to pay that electric no. bill. Wow, we've been fucking up the house. Why would he care? That's true. It's yeah. basically on fire. Sure. But, yeah. We brought this on ourselves. But the heat still works. <laughs> yeah. But it makes that weird smell when you turn it on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm slowly getting back to the thing because you know what it is. It's it's vanity. Uh, normally doesn't isn't a positive trait. It's something we would like to exercise from ourselves, but okay. it it uh it really did. It has helped me get back into working out just because I've been eating like absolute shit. I've been totally sedentary, and I've noticed the weight that I've put back on. Oh, your vanity has kicked so you back. Now sure. my vanity is going. Look at you, bro. Like, what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. And then I got back out there. Not the healthiest way to go about it, but it has kickstarted my my uh, exercising. And, so. and I do believe it's the way that you respond to it. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's sometimes, like I said, when you're down, for me, it motivates me. You know what I mean? That's what it seemed to have done here. Yay so. it up. Tyler, the way that this show works, and you tell me if I'm wrong, it is the idea that there are life lessons that can be learned through our own mistakes, through our own stupidity. The most mundane thing that you do can teach you something if you pay attention to it. I think the only way to learn is to make mistakes. True. That's what learning is. The if person you... who's the best at somebody is the person who's fucked up the most. Exactly. Yes, I agree. So I'm going to tell you a story, and then together we'll figure out what the moral is, okay? Mm-hmm. JetBlue, you ever fly JetBlue? I'm sure I have. What I like about JetBlue is they have your own little personal TV there in the back of the seat. Love that. The thing is, I'm not a huge movie guy, but damn, does it make time go by when you're stuck sitting, hopefully in an aisle seat. Let me enter that trance into this movie and lose myself. Beautiful, beautiful. Mom spaghetti. So I, it's it's my trip home. You know when you're ready for the trip home? And my trip was at eight, my, my flight home was at 830 and you're just, by that point, you've been just kind of hanging out, waiting on the plane. Get me home. Get me in front of this TV. Let me zone out and let me just friggin' stop thinking for a little bit. Yes? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're all familiar with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's a lot of energy that goes into traveling, whether you're going to somewhere or back from somewhere. Different a, energies. A, well, it's a lot of a lot of thought process, and and the brain just uses up so much energy in getting through all that. And you're dealing with. Uh, you know, hopefully not to lose the crowd here, other people's energies. You're in tight quarters. You're making concessions. You're sitting much closer to people than you would normally. All of those things. Put me in front of my TV. Give me my free beer and my two Cheez-Its and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I sit in front of my TV. It's it's an older JetBlue. On the way over there, I had one. The setup was a little bit different. This one's a little bit older. No big deal. I start looking for my movie and my TV starts acting crazy as shit. Mm. Flipping in and out. I pick something, it flips back out. I push another button, the volume goes all the way up. I am sitting very close to a man next to me who is immediately enjoying John Wick 4. No problems. Ah, so good. Good choice, sir. I am trying to be cool. Uh I got a crossword in my lap, so I'm not just totally focused on this, but I keep pushing the button. It clicks over. I want to watch John Wick 4 too. I've never seen any of that. It looks kind of ridiculous. I'll take a glance. That's excellent. Jumps back out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I'm getting furious. Sure. I'm yeah. getting furious. Yeah. Listen to me. I paid way too much to be sitting on this plane. Two bags of Cheez-Its. That ain't shit. My knee's touching this guy. This guy's on my seat. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is just watch a stupid ass movie and shut my... Why the fuck is my TV not working? Well, longtime listeners of the show, first of all, love you guys. Hi, guys. Uh, will know that Ryan has this ongoing feud with technology. For some reason, technology just breaks down around him. And this is not a, a, a joke. This is not a, a thing that we do. It sounds I, like it. I have never seen different technologies break down around a specific person like I have with Ryan. I have come to your rescue. Thank you for saying that. To use said technology that has broken down for you, I tried the exact same thing and then it works. Thank you, Tyler. I don't understand it. This sounds like a joke because most of what we do on here is I genuinely appreciate you saying that because technology has been gaslighting me since 2006 and you're making me feel sane. I'm serious. Well, you have been talking a lot of shit about it and it's always listening. Fuck you and your motherboard. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't give a shit. AI... You ain't shit. You ain't shit. And I will bow at your feet whenever you think it's appropriate. Definitely. So I I got this guy sitting right in the next to me, and I just keep pushing, and it just keeps doing all the freaking weird, like, you know. And I'm trying to be cool. I'm holding one of these pens, and I'm bending it in my fingers. That's how angry I am, because I just, this isn't fair. I spent mm. so much money just giving me my TV. I give up. Yeah. I, I give up. I look down, and on my armrest... The little TV controller. Oh! <laughs> and I'm mashing the buttons with my elbow. Oh! And I look over at the guy sitting next to me. And he's looking <laughs> at me. And I'm like. So I started watching John Wick 4. It's a good movie. It was fine. You know, whatever. And it was. What's the moral to that story? I just kept lifting my elbow up. So it would go to the movie I wanted to see. And, and the, the controller was right where you would put your elbow down. I'm just mashing the buttons. So, so the, I had no clue there was a controller there. The guy is watching you do this and doesn't say a word to I you? I don't think he put it together either. And I think oh. when you're on that, that, he just doesn't... Look, I'm not getting involved. Just movie. Movie. No, I want to save somebody from themselves in that position. Maybe I'm coming to your rescue, I, I don't but think I just it, want to point and be like, sir, sir. That would have been super cool. I, I'll give this guy the, the benefit of the doubt. Oh, sure. I don't think that he knew. It's not his fault. No. I'm hearing this story. It might have been his fault. I'm hearing this story and I just want to rescue you. What's the moral of the story? Because I felt like a schmuck. I was ha- I was actually genuinely just like, thank God my TV works. Like, I, I don't yeah. even care. I didn't even see the end of the movie. That is 
A lot of violence in that movie, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, a lot of that death. is there is yeah. a few more gunshots than words spoken, I believe. Oh, definitely. That's that's a lot. I did a I did a, a weekly book book on this movie. It's excellent. So what's the deal with the with the code? I know I'm getting off topic here with the code over the head. They can't shoot you in the head if you have your coat up. Oh, it's bulletproof uh, coats. Yeah, right. Uh, that's fine. This, I mean, it was uh, okay. It was. I, I got to be honest. It was too much for me. Okay, that's, that's not a movie that I'm like. I don't know. Okay, getting back to the topic at hand. You put your jacket on your head. You cover their heads. It's sure. like if, you, if you're holding if you're holding a bulletproof vest, <laughs> you'd hold it up to your face if they're shooting at you. Anyway, wouldn't it knock you out? Wouldn't it just punch you in the face? It would hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you'd be alive. It's a dangling piece of cloth. I mean, what, what, it's a movie. Who's Ryan? your seamstress? It's a movie. Anyway, okay. all I'm saying is, is after an experience like that, as long as you exit the experience, you have finally calmed down because you figured it out. That is the perfect opportunity to immediately look back on the last five to ten minutes of that experience. Forty-five. Minutes. And and oh gee, good God, <laughs> good God! I missed the whole second half of the movie. <laughs> and uh, and analyze it and say, how could I have presented that better? Analyze the the feeling now that you're out of the feeling. You can't analyze it while you're in it. Start uh, looking at it while you're out of it. I was analyzing it while I was in it. I'm like, dude, look at you. You're Not, getting mad. Sure, you're getting mad, bro. Sure. When it all was over, I was genuinely, I was just grateful. I yeah. was like, dude, thank. God, I could just flip. I, this is all I wanted. I don't even give a shit. And that was it. This week, traveling, all that stuff, I've come back. I feel really good, man. I think I have some perspective on my life. Good. And uh, it, it was very much needed. Let's see if I can pull off the actions to get it. This week, I am at a three. One, two, three. Tyler, give me your... Uh, death of the week. What is it? I'm sorry. Happy death day. That's the one. I'm sorry. I blanked there. Branding, dude. Happy. I'm sorry. Give me your happy death day. We'll take a little break and we'll come back with some more action. You got it. Yeah. Love that. This sound, this beautiful, wonderful music means it's time for happy death day. Now, Happy Death Day is when somebody who has just passed away. And we laugh <laughs> and we laugh. I only laugh at your futile attempts to ruin this. <laughs> this is defense. You're right. <laughs> yeah, we pick somebody who just passed away and we celebrate their life. Minus, there needs to be an asterisk on this, except that one time, the sure. last time we did it, when we talked about Ted Kaczynski, the yep. Unabomber, we yep. weren't celebrating his life. We were just talking about him. We're, we're, <laughs> we're hoping for you to, 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 to fix it up, buddy. I think he's lost his uh, chance to do so. But this one, we're getting back to happy times. This one is all about Sue Johansson. Do you know who that is, Ryan? Sue Johansson? No, I don't know the name right off the top of my head. She is a very famous Canadian sex educator okay. who brought a no-nonsense learning to uh, sex in Canada. Like like Dr. Ruth? Very much so. Okay, Sue, so I, I love this because this is, I guess we always think of before us mm. we think as being such a what's that called repressed society yeah, repressed or yeah. or what's the word that prude they, prude society mm. and these people were out there breaking off the facts when other people were very timid it's great when it comes out of a little tiny shriveled woman i, I was gonna okay added a few more too, adjectives too in there too specific but there was there is something about getting it from a woman when it's a no nonsense it's like somebody who is a motherly type going hey 
these are the facts. Yep. And, There's and something about that. Using scientific words, not doing it for shock and awe. These are all, when I talk to my son about sex, this is a natural thing, man. Be responsible with it. Yep. You got to pay attention, but there's nothing wrong with sex. And these awkward feelings that you're feeling, totally normal. Totally sex normal. is awkward when you get into it for sure. the first time. Did you fart or was that me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did that make you uncomfortable? No, it just... I've never just, seen you uh, fall down like because that Because I wanted to make a joke and I didn't know what to do with Go that. Go for it. Go ahead. The, the, Let it rip. The fishes are stacking is all I'm saying. Uh, what are you talking about? You, have you ever farted during sex? No. Really? No, well, never. Then I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to get back to this, yeah, this is your sex thing. ed. Well, well, your sex ed is lacking. <laughs> you've never pulled your legs up and... Uh, no. Okay. I'm very I'm very careful with that. It's, well, Tyler, maybe you got to just let yourself free sometimes. Don't I fart, refuse. Don't fart on purpose, but you know it's natural. If that is freedom, I choose persecution. I fa- I farted <laughs> on accident more than once. That's got to be embarrassing as hell. It is, but if you're with somebody who loves you, you're a human being. You know these okay, things happen. So then it's embarrassing. It's I got very it. embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Well, she just died in her long-term care home in Thornhill, Ontario, just north of Toronto. Okay. Uh, surrounded by her family. As I've said in the past, that's how I want to go. Surrounded by loved ones as I exit this mortal plane. She died at the ripe old age of 93. Oh, that's a nice run. Going back, uh, pushing against the only assholes live forever. She was apparently a very good person, lived till 93. That's, as you said, a good run. It's all that poutine. Keep you, I, keep you going strong. I cannot imagine that is a health a poutine fact. routine. <laughs> <laughs> I like the name. We're back. Yeah, show name. <laughs> I knew, I knew I could get you back. Well, uh, she hosted the Canadian call-in radio show, which is great. People could call in, just ask whatever question you want. You're anonymous. Nobody needs to know who you are. Yeah. Doctor um, Drew, another person who did a lot of this. Ex- I used to love Doctor Drew. Yeah, he's cool. She, he did a great job. Agreed. Uh, but he, she went from a call-in radio show to a television program Sunday night sex show, which wow. then led to a successful U.S. spinoff called Talk Sex with uh, Sue Johansson. Talk Sex with Sue. Jo- man, maybe I do know this, but anyway, that's I love it, man, and I love when people are taking the taboo out of some of these things that are natural. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. She was born in Toronto and she began her career as a nurse. And then during the 1970s, she actually opened the 1970s, opened a birth control clinic. Okay. At a Toronto high school and ran it for almost two decades. Our mascot is the slut. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it'd be a pill, but okay, sure. (laughs) We're the plan B's. Um, that is really interesting. But when you say the 70s as if it's really, you know, far back and, and how prudish people may have been at that time, it's weird because I do think of the 60s and the 70s as being a sexually open time. Maybe maybe dropping back down towards the ends of the 70s. And then well, I guess in the 80s with all that cocaine, it probably shot back up again, huh? <laughs> well, there was the rise of the late set, late, the late 60s into the 70s of the hippies. Sexual which freedom. Sexual freedom, absolutely. But that was a flash in the pan. Yeah. It only lasted for six, seven, eight years. Thanks a lot, Charles Manson. <laughs> it was just, it, yeah, and the FBI. They didn't like those hippies. Uh, and also the, um, and it was just a sect of society that didn't take away all the repressed people that were out there, all the people that were in charge. Oh, they were, they were against them. Very strongly, yeah. of course. But she did an amazing job. She brought advice and, and, and just an alternative to celibacy and all the wrong kind of information that's out there. Well, celibacy could be good. To mil- no, 
It can be good when it's you deciding it. Sure. When it's somebody telling oh, you, listen, this is what you have no. to do. Everybody else that. decided on my celibacy and I, I would like to change it. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be celibate of my celibacy. And so I just want to say, uh, Sue Johansson, thank you so much. You did so much for so many people. One million percent. And happy death day. We need more people like that. And, and like you said, it really helps coming from somebody like that because- the, the, the standard layperson doesn't see it as smut. They don't see it as, oh, this lady's just out here selling sex. She's out there selling facts. And it's just information. That's yeah. the thing. She wasn't, as far as I know, she wasn't um, infowarsing it where she's like, you need this bulletproof bathtub for when you fuck at night. Well, <laughs> if she had been, do you know the website for that? Or Tyler, let's talk off air. <laughs> this is my fucking tub. guys on this piece of paper the world's hardest tongue twister tyler oh wow and i would love for you to give it a shot you hate and i didn't even do my hold on i gotta do my tongue warm-ups oh yeah oh yeah ah that's enough tongue warm-ups <laughs> Those guys you hate. I want. I wants it. And red circle. And rice. Uh, I want to see it. I heard good things. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, I, I heard that they absolutely nailed it. First one, maybe one of the best Marvel movies of all time. Yeah, that, that or Howard the Duck. Don't think that's a thing. Howard the Duck, definitely a thing. No, no, no. I mean a movie of Howard the Duck in, yeah. the, in the Marvel Universe. In the 80s, yeah. No, in the Marvel Universe, in modern times. Not a current, I mean. We don't do dark dark ages here, bruh. Marvel made the, ow. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. Hey, I, I, I didn't make the rules. Back then, I used to have like a stick attached to a bucket with a queen, and I would play the, yeah, we had good times back then. A what? You don't, you've never seen that like hillbilly instrument where you take like a, like a broom handle Put it on a bucket, then you run a string and you go gong 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 gong. I have seen that actually. You've never done that. I've never done that. And I'm sure it wouldn't sound like that. No. Tyler! Jesus. What? That was loud. Have you ever had, I bet the answer to this is yes. Have you ever had a conversation in your mind with someone that you couldn't have with them in real life? Man, I really wish you wouldn't have answered for me because now I want to say no way. But yes, yes, I have. Win! That's a big win for Mr. Ryan Menendez. I guess assumptions can be right sometimes. <laughs> I have read so many book covers and I'll tell you exactly what they're about. I've explained to my barber what happened about a thousand times now and he just will not leave me alone. I just keep having the conversation in my mind with him. In terms of what? I ghosted my, my barber and I just keep explaining it to him. I find myself like explaining it to him, even though I never called him. It's you, 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 the inner you really wants to get that out. That's why that keeps showing up. And that's why I have to bury it deeper. I don't, that's what my therapist says. You should probably go to a different therapist. This week, Tyler, I am going to do a segment that we have been doing forever, but I kind of want to do it in reverse. Okay, does that tantalize you? Is that titillating? Is that some... I mean, we're going to do it anyway. We are. Yeah. That's true. That's mm. true. This week, I am going to do a reverse douche of the week. <laughs> now, what... Isn't that weird? Yeah, not as... Uh, not as catchy. Not as catchy. That's the opposite of this. How can that be true? 
I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, what douche of the week is, is what it sounds like, where Tyler and I generally pretty nice and understanding on the show. We come on and we tell somebody, hey, you're a douche. It could be a government. It could be a person. It could be, I don't know, some product that I use. A that person me. in government. You a know? Per- yeah. a, generally, that's who it is. Yeah. Um, this week, I think that I need to give a big reverse douche of the week to somebody, an unsung hero that nobody ever notices because it's all supposed to go perfectly. And who that is, is the banking system, Tyler. Oh, I feel yeah. like nobody's heralding the banking system. A lot of people are. Like whom? Yeah, just, you know, news outlets and stuff. Oh, okay. No, it's it's a, it's a huge problem. It's You notice how they just keep jacking up interest rates uh, every day and pay stays the exact same. Everything's getting more expensive. Profits are increasing, but pay towards people is stagnant. I uh, I, I, I believe getting into the business of money is good for collecting wealth. Is that true? Like Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Now, I feel like you're douching the banking industry. I am reverse douching the banking industry, and here's why. Bold move, Cotton. Have you noticed that banking has gotten itself together in terms of there was a period in my life where I was receiving a new debit card every two weeks? Do you recall this time? No. Somebody hacks your debit card. You you never had that happen? Oh, oh yeah. I thought you meant just they were just shipping you a, a debit card. No, every two weeks I would get a new debit card. And the problem with this is I got to go change my Spotify. I've got to go change the, the 10,000 things that I have signed up to that card. I got to go change it. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened to me in a long time. Has that happened to you? Uh, not in a long time, but maybe criminals just don't think we're worth stealing from at this point. You and me? Yeah. They're probably right about that. Yeah. Re- banking, you are my reverse douche. Of the week. I, whatever they did, they did something good, Tyler. Why not Savior of the Week? This, what's happening right now, not great. Why is this telling me to kill my parents? <laughs> That's just the voice in your head, right? Oh, shit. Reverse douche of the week. You done good. You better hurry. Banking, you done good. Yeah. What? Well, I. You said, I'm sorry, underneath. Will you keep moving? Wait, no, underneath. No, reverse, uh, reverse douche. It's a great idea. What you're saying, I absolutely love it. You tell me all the time that I don't listen to you. Yeah. Underneath. Oh, this is what you choose to hear. Underneath uh, me talking, you said, after I said, uh, you know, something about killing my parents, mm-hmm. you said you better hurry. What did you mean by that? They're old and they're probably going to die in the next couple decades. So get with it. Well, you These know These murder plans take a long time you gotta to put together. You got to get out of your comfort zone if you want to cross things off your bucket list. You're right about that. Yeah. Menendez Brothers Unite. Love you, Mom and Dad. GBI me. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Majestic. GBI. It's a good, it's a bad, and it's an interesting story that I pull from news organizations and then pretty much just regurgitate them to you guys sure. out there for entertainment. And I open my mouth up like the baby bird playing the role of the audience. Yeah, but I'm definitely not spitting in your mouth this time. This time. On to our good, Ryan. Yes. Holy moly. <laughs> Australia has become the very first country on earth to legalize psychedelics and MDMA to help patients who suffer from PTSD and depression. Where is this? Australia, the country wow. of Australia. Good day, mate. Um, MDMA, yeah. That's when this stuff first came on the scene in the 50s and the 60s that's the way that it was used am i 
correct? I know correct. there were hallucinogens before that, but I'm talking about those specifically. Well, P well, MDMA now is being used as a treatment for PTSD. At the time, there was no such thing as PTSD. It's just, you're fucking crazy. Shell shock is what they Shell called it. Shell shock is what uh, it was. MDMA is the the substance in rolls, ecstasy. Known as ecstasy. That, that's it. It was being used as a- Really enjoyable. As a marriage, as a marriage <laughs> counselor- uh, to help ma marriage counseling. It was do to not, help people open up. Do not get married six months after. You, you need a six-month window of eating ecstasy to get married to someone. Get that shit out. Everybody knows that's, you know, like, live with somebody for a year before you get married. Don't get married until six months after you do drugs together. Don't get in the pool until 45. It's Everybody knows these gotcha. things. Got yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Unwritten we, rules. We need to make it rhyme. Well, what is being hailed as a game changer by many scientists and mental health experts, this decision could potentially pave the way for many other countries to get on board. And this is not a take a pill and leave kind of solution. I'd be fine with that. This is this is uh, what they used to do, as you alluded to back in the 50s and 60s, where they will give this to you under extreme watch of doctors. It is what is being said will be a an eight-hour session or you'll be under the care of a professional. Nothing more fun than tripping balls in a laboratory That's what and people I'm saying. poking you with a pen. And you will, you're not a lab rat. You'll be doing it in a, in a psychiatrist's office. What if office. that's my thing, though? Well, you're going to have to talk to somebody else about that. <laughs> Deal. And you'll have to be, it'll be an eight-hour session under the watchful eye of a professional. And okay. they will guide you through the process. It's not just, hey, get fucked up and have a good time. Because that is not helpful. If you're already feeling bad, drugs are going to make you feel better. Way worse. Yep. Absolutely. Now, now, let me ask you something, and maybe you don't have this information in front of you. Where did we lose our way? Was it Timothy Leary, uh, the drop-in and drop-out culture? Where did... This, this, these substances, when did it get marked as something that's going to bring down the government? Well, that was definitely during uh, the hippie era. That was psychedelics were under attack during the hippie era, specifically acid, but everything got roped into it along with uh, uh, psilocybin. Mm. But it started during the 50s and 60s. Which, is, which is mushrooms. This, yes, mushrooms, magic mushrooms. And this was being used as a cure during the 50s and 60s. But then people got their hands on it. And much like they do with prescription drugs, they started to use it for fun. And they started to abuse these substances. Yep. So then the government stepped in and said, I don't think people should be using this. The hippie generation started. LSD exploded on the scene and then that's when the government really and we can review but I think I believe that's when they really put uh, put their foot down and said no more nobody's ever allowed to touch this stuff again well because I remember yeah they made it like felonies and they made it like up there if you got caught with like heroin methamphetamine yep. and shit yep. Cary Grant who is an arsenic and old lace north by northwest a cool ass fucking I mean, a guy that looks like 1950s cool. Sure. He was very in on all this stuff. He was very vocal about the healing properties of, uh, you know, all of these these substances, which can be therapeutic. And it's so interesting because of our biases and our worries and our prudeness of our society. We lost 50 years of research on something that could be super benefit beneficial, maybe could be working against some of these societal ills that were balls deep in. And that is the way that it goes. You could have the same argument, make the same argument based on our sex education, the way that we have pushed away in so many areas of America, sex education and the way that people are so uneducated in this way, it spreads 
uh, it helps to spread STDs. It helps with unwanted pregnancies, misinformation. It causes the problem that people are trying to get away from by ignoring the issue. Well, ignorance is the real disease. Man, we are smart, aren't we? Sounds like it at and, least. And, and, and while we're on the subject, is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? Is oh, that, definitely is that true. true. Yeah, yeah, Fuck, yeah, yeah. Mr. Wander was yeah. such a liar. Yeah. I was taught sex education by my PE teacher who had a, 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 a Hulk Hogan mustache mm. and he wore white cowboy boots. That guy's gay. Oh, my goodness. A village person without a village. You know what I mean? <laughs> he got kicked out of the village. <laughs> it takes a village. All right, on to our bad, Ryan. <laughs> Like an asthmatic Darth Vader. Beat me to it. Yeah. Or just Darth Vader. Malaria cases in Texas and Florida are the first U.S. spread since 2003. That's not true. I did a U.S. spread in P-Town, baby. Uh, Malaria, is that from mosquito bites? That is from mosquito bites. What does it do to you? Do you know? Malaria, yeah. Malaria is caused by mosquito bites that spreads a parasite. Okay. So you catch this parasite and infected people can suffer fever, chills, it basically feels like the flu, but if it goes untreated, it, uh, inf- the infected can develop severe complications and it can kill you. Yeah, yeah, malaria is a big deal. And the largest death toll in recent years has been seen in children in sub-Saharan Africa because they very much reject vaccines in certain areas of Africa. They don't trust doctors. The white they, man. They do not. Well, just anybody with a red cross on their chest are, are seen as the enemy over there. Yeah. They've got a bit of a checkered past. They do. Yeah. They do, but we have the cure for malaria. Let us help you. You know what? I'm just going to see how this turns out. (laughs) I I remember what you did last time. I'm good. I'll take the chills, please. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get that on the side? You know, speaking of which, just really quickly, I saw a picture while on this trip, not on purpose, of what the plague looks like, like what it actually does to your body. It's, It's horrific. Pretty bad. Yeah. It is pretty. I understand what Italy was talking about back then. It is not. Wait, back then covers a wide range. What sure, are you talking about? You know, like a Mussolini the, time? The or? actual dark ages for one style. For sure. The actual yeah. dark ages. Yeah, it's really, really terrible. Pretty bleak. Yep. It's really scary. Like imagine, imagine death so prevalent outside your doorway, your front door, that you have to carry posies in your jacket pocket just to mask the scent of it. Can't even imagine that worked all that well. I mean, you had to do anything. You know, yeah. it's like it's like uh, uh, chain smokers who pop in a, a thing of gum into their mouth, and they're like, "I can still smell it, bro." <laughs> Did you eat the ashtray? <laughs> what happened? So yeah, since 1992, there have been 11 outbreaks involving malaria from mosquitoes in the U.S., but the last one didn't uh, occurred in 2003 again in Florida. What the fuck, Florida? Yeah. Although, in all fairness, uh, this being Florida, we're perfect uh, environment for mosquitoes. I mean, perfect. And, and not just that, we're the perfect environment for all. What, what do they call that when you have an animal that flourishes in a place that it's not supposed to be? There's a there's a term for it. Like the lionfish and all these animals that you're allowed to kill. Yeah, it's economic devastation. I, there's a specific word, though. Right. It's, it's where, you know, uh, uh, something species. Uh, mm. But anyway. Invasive species. Thank you. Thank I you. knew we'd get there. That's scintillating podcasting. Mm. And because of our climate here, we're ju- as opposed to Antarctica, we're just inviting to such a larger swath of everything. Yeah. If you want a parasite, come on down. We got you. For sure. And it doesn't help that we are a hub for international travelers. So you're just, I mean, and not 
other than you fucking New Yorkers. No. I'm not trying to keep anybody away. I, like I said, parasites. <laughs> <laughs> but by inviting all these uh, different people from different international locations, it just ups the chances of inviting something like this in. And we're a, we're a literal melting pot, as they told me over and over again in elementary school. Are you talking about the heat outside? Because That's, it is literally melting us. It's like a box of crayons in the back of your car. <laughs> we are a melting pot. Gay is the colors are bright sure. now. <laughs> All right, on to our interesting. Right, that's right. <laughs> the digital baby. <laughs> Ryan, when I say France, what do you think of? What's the first word that comes to mind? I, if I'm being 1 million percent honest. Please, that how um, mouth works. I see London, I see <laughs> France is what popped into my head. I truly appreciate you being honest I, with I us. was embarrassed before <laughs> I even said it, but I said Thank it, you. man. Thank you. Candor. Well, what I was looking for is rioting. No one knows how to riot and protest like the French. Oh! They're going to protest that. Okay. <laughs> I brought this on myself. Well, so far it has been five nights of violent rioting against police and the government over the shooting of a 17-year-old over a traffic violation. So they're doing the same thing over there, eh? Correct. Wow. Now, now it's a much smaller area than America. So when all of France gets up and riots, it's noticeable. Yeah, you, you notice it. They have out the uh, what's the the thing you chop your head off with? Guillotine. The man, guillotine. I am falling apart here at the end of the show. <laughs> we got you. I think we had a nice beginning. I just man, I've, I'm crescendoing out. Um, now, is this a race related thing? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Wow. So racism isn't just strictly here in in South Florida. Oh no, they they the protests over George. George Floyd caught on over there. They were protesting. Oh, yeah. Well, I know yeah. Europe. I, I've seen those football matches. Europe's got quite a problem with racism. They're wiry. Yeah, they're, they're, they're wiry. They're, they're wiry. Now, and, and they've had incidents of throwing bananas on the field at black players. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it seems like here, up until Trump you know, kind of got into office, the, the racism was at least hidden better. You know what I mean? Over, much, much better. Over yeah. there, not as much. No. No, and, and I, I think, again, because of how much smaller the country is, it, it's here, if you're in one of the big cities, racism isn't as prevalent. But if you go into the backwoods of Georgia, I bet you the people there have absolutely no problem being open with their racism. With them in France, they're so much closer together than we are here. The backwoods is so much further away from the big cities than than it is over in France because you just got so much less space to work with. I've never thought, I've never, I mean, that has to bear out in population though, right? I mean, obviously they have so many. Well, it's just ratio. Yeah. It's just ratio. If you have 2 million people over there and only 1% of them are racist, they're still much closer to the non-racist than the people here. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and I think there's something to that instant institutionalization of racism where over there, their history goes way beyond well, us. Long history. Yeah. 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 Long history. Well, the rioting has spread all over France from North to South, East to West. It is all over the country and roughly 45,000 police officers have been deployed and in only five nights, roughly 3000 people have been arrested. Now this has, I, a lot of people have been arrested. Now, this has, at least at night, brought the country to a halt because everybody apparently goes on about their day during the day. They go to work, they go to school. Who's going to drink this they, wine? They live their lives. But around nightfall wow. is when the violence occurs. It's like the purge. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, from, from um, restaurants being asked to close early to concerts and events being outright canceled to transportation like buses and trains uh, their services being halted at exactly 7 p.m. to uh, 
in preparation. You got to you got to protect yourself for what's to come. Oh no, I'm just yeah. saying it brings the entire country to a halt. But that's the point, isn't it? Absolutely. And they have been setting things on fire. Yeah. You know those. You got to. You, you for sure. You have to. Otherwise, sure. you're not. You're just hanging out in the street. You know those. Yeah, you're just hanging with your buds. If, if you're not burning a mattress, you don't have a riot. Do you know those famous scenes in movies when they want to show a city in dire straits? So they give you that overview above the uh, buildings, and then you just see flickers of flames rising sure. above them in the yeah, distance. That's France. It looks like that. See, my issue here is, dude, we don't want a violent uprising. Violence isn't the key, but how do you fight violence? It, it, it institutional violence, what do you do? Well, speaking on, say, George Floyd, even an animal, if you keep your knee on its neck, will try to attack you. So for a human with such higher thought processes to do that to a human being. And as we're seeing in France, collective knee uh, knee on the neck of the people, eventually, no matter the living species from human to animal is going to rise up and fight back. It's just, it's, it's the will of nature itself. Well, and that's the thing. When you see people rioting, it's so easy to be like, look at those people destroying their own neighborhoods. That's in response to something. When that is all that you have left is to destroy your own homes. I think that says something more about what's being done than what is happening. Perfectly said. That's yeah. it. it. It is a response to something. People uh, do not uh, riot. Nobody goes out into the street and goes, you know what I feel like doing? Let's burn this I'm shit down. This shit up. Let's burn it down. But I also have to be somewhere at seven. So if we could hurry this up. <laughs> Yeah, so it is a response to a situation that they are going Most through. Most people don't agree with what we're saying. Good. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. So, yeah, and that's the thing, is those people, if the roles were reversed and say, you know, and I, you know, it's a specific type of person that would be arguing with us right now. Who's so that? say Name them. So I'll, I'll name them by the example I give. Say our government was to shift to a Muslim government. What? Do you not think that those people that we may be referencing right now wouldn't choose some kind of uprising in response to that? Do, do you think maybe? We'll call it January 7th. <laughs> The sequel. <laughs> you thought he was gone. Uh, one, yes, everybody needs to get in line with what's going on here as long as it's what I agree with. Absolutely. Now, the moment that it changes over to what you agree with, I won't stand for it. Mm -hmm. I'm an American. Absolutely. Or French it's, or whatever. It's I don't mind your rights being taken away. The only time I have a problem with it is when it affects my rights. Ain't that the truth? So if we do not stand up for freedom of speech for all, it's like the like flag burning. People have a big problem with flag burning, and I understand the issues with it, but it is an, a, an element of free speech. If we don't argue on behalf of that, then we don't believe in the absolutism of free speech. But I think most people, without falling into your technicality, would would not agree with flag burning and still believe that they believe, you know, agree with free speech. And it's an arbitrary example, but how can you disagree with an aspect of free speech, but then say you're on uh, speaking on behalf of free speech? I believe in free speech for everybody unless it's stupid, and what you're doing is stupid. <laughs> I, I, I but, even, but even stupid free speech is free speech. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I think most of, and maybe I'm wrong. That what I think most people in their mind, that's the way that it well, works. Well, screw most people and burn that flag already. God, I handed it to you like an hour ago. Where do I get bear arms? <laughs> I've always wanted those, man. The right to bear arms. Rawr. Okay. And that Ryan is GBI. <laughs> a weird ending to a GBI. Ah. Uh, GBI, man. Yeah, it's a world. 
Be crazy, y'all. Wor- so world a, be crazy, y'all. It's a y'all. tough time. World be free. World be crazy. Why not? Great job, Tyler. GBI, always good. Taking us around the world, mm-hmm. which I believe is a triangle. So those three spots is perfect. Like, is anybody arguing on behalf of that? What's that? Like uh, instead of a flat earth, like a triangle earth? I don't think so. I think people are still trying to get the flat earth off the ground. Okay. Well, that's the issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Tyler, mm-hmm. great job. Please tell people how they can get in touch with us. Be our third angle of the world. Flat Earth! I think you are so... Excuse me. I think that is such a stupid belief. I think the idea that the Earth is flat is fucking asinine. But damn, do I argue on behalf of your right to say it and think it. What about the Pyramid Earth? Is that... Can we... Not a thing and you're an idiot for believing it. (laughs) I wish I hadn't said that. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, you guys need to go to thoseguysyouhate.com and click on the links. We have all the episodes right there. You can obviously go to Spotify or Apple or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, many ways to leave us a message and and just comment on all the stupid shit we just did. Is a pyramid a triangle? <laughs> uh, or is it a series of triangles? I, I think there's the way that a circle becomes a silo sphere? or whatever the word for that sphere? is. When it comes... Oh, a cylinder. Or a cylinder or a sphere, I think it has a different word for when it sure. becomes a 3D object. Because on the bottom, it's a square. Well, we'll talk about this off air. Tyler, Unless it's a three-sided uh, pyramid. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and hit me with Tyler. What is... Oh, you're right. I just... Oh, man. That's good. That's <laughs> fucking good. What's the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story... I see it. Is... is man... I want to I want to center it around violence isn't the answer, but I think that's just a platitude. I think that's a cliche way of saying don't be violent towards others in your everyday life. But in terms of standing up for your family, your community, your your way of being, sometimes violence is the response. So I don't I, I abhor violence. I, I I don't enjoy it. I'm as close to a pacifist as you can get while still standing up for myself, and even that I struggle with. But but I I. Man, I just want to say for the, to the people in France that are standing up for their right to just live their lives, I stand with you. One million percent. It is, uh, we hope to never be in that circumstance, and I hope to go my whole life without ever buying a gun. I hope to go my whole life without ever getting into a fist fight, unless I know I'm going to win. Uh, sometimes it's all that you, it's all that you have for sure. And let's be honest, setting a car on fire seems cool as fuck. That looks fun as hell. Is it one of those little tiny European cars? Because I don't, I mean... That's like the firecrackers I could buy down it's here. A, it's an appetizer. I want, get a, you ready. I want an Escalade. <laughs> We're going to do this. Let's do this. All right, Ryan. What's the moral of the story? I want to burn an Escalade. <laughs> uh, my moral of the story is evaluate your FOMO. Hmm. Look into it. Peer down the barrel end of your FOMO. And I'll never say FOMO on this show again, FOMO. Tony FOMO. But evaluate your FOMO. Give yourself a little breathing room. Give yourself a couple of nights where you're doing the responsible thing, where you sleep the way that you should. I'm not saying don't have any fun, but give yourself a, a little break from trying to, to to chase down all these experiences, and maybe you'll find a nice little rhythm somewhere in between. I don't mean be a shut-in. I don't mean be a hermit. But are you just going and doing these things so you never have to be alone? I think the word is balance. Balance find, is great. Find balance in your life. Trade some of those nights off for good night's rest. That's exactly right. And go out and experience the world sometimes too. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you.
And red circle. But it is, you know what? And I do believe the foundation of all that stuff is reinvesting in my foundational relationships and, mm-hmm. and paying attention to that. Build it from the ground up. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my life by the Kegels. And that was just a foundation joke, not... Yeah, it's a little bit of yeah. So there's some dick in there, sure. Shh. Yeah, let's we let's be proud of who we are, Tyler. I guess so. Is it, it always goes back to the genitalia for some reason? Freud said we're good. Uh, I just went. You talked to Freud? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. He says hi. By the oh, way. Oh shit! Yes. Love the banana bread. Tell him I've been waiting on my cocaine forever. <laughs> he keeps snorting it. He says he can <laughs> pick it out of his poop. Uh, what? Does coke come out of your poop? How does your body deal with that? It just filters it out like any other substance. For me, I sweat it out while I'm in bed. Good God, man. Uh, by the gallon. Mine is corn. I, I, body I, has a problem with corn for some reason. You gotta stop snorting that, Tyler. So You're good. <laughs> so good. They call him Colonel. Uh, I just went to the craziest yoga class, man. Why is it every class you go to has some kind of craziness to it? Because What's ha- your problem? Have you ever noticed the people that go to yoga classes? Yeah, they all need help. Yeah. Uh, the self-help community, um, little ironic twist, all needs self-help. It's kind of weird how that works out. That's how it works. It's like why the people who give the best presentations on whatever the topic is have lived that topic Our their killers. entire yes. life. They're secretly killers. Well, you're going to all the killer shows. That is true. Yeah. It's probably why I'm so afraid at night, man. Do you hear those noises? You just get used to them. Really? All houses have creaky noises. <laughs> Not my houses. I'm out there with WD-40 just spraying it on windows. <laughs> So I'm spraying it on the guy. It's not working. <laughs> I can't afford mace, sir. So please just fall down. I I, I am going to make a metaphor for this yoga class. And maybe you will understand then. Okay. Do you remember or have you ever visited the porthole pub? Do you know what the porthole pub is? I could have sworn I've heard of it. All I know, I know I've never been. And all I know is that it makes my skin crawl when I hear it. I don't know why. Porthole Pub, not only fun to say, but also Broward's finest stripping establishment. It's a strip club. And by finest, I mean a piece of shit, okay? It's a piece of shit. It is not the people who work there, not the people who frequent it, just the place itself. The the atmosphere. It gives off the characteristics of shithole is what I should have said. Is it possible to have a nice fancy place that has the name porthole pub like i think once you What's name a it porthole is that the a boat window a, a porthole um i guess so yeah also my nickname in high school it's just referencing a hole it just if you're if, i think a porthole is a window a, a boat window i could be wrong about that which is a hole that is a hole and, and it's isn't like everything a hole if you push no. hard enough. <laughs> well, I'm, that's true. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's like we have a strip club down here called uh, a booby trap. Right. Like you're trapping me in boob. Actually, that sounds kind of nice. I mean, come I'm on, not, I'm not going to lie. So what about, uh, never if, mind. If somebody motorboats you from both sides, mm-hmm. that's like. Uh, I believe they call that a propeller. That's a motor. That's a booby trap. Mm. Moving on. Moving on. So the thing is with the porthole pub, it, the thing with strip clubs is it's either Top of the food chain, we don't like your kind around here, or just the worst of the worst of the worst. This place, no DJ. The women had to put money in a jukebox. Oh, no. Before they went on the stage, which was like, I don't know, a couple of, it was like a platform. It was a thing. Now, now. Everybody's into their own thing. You could go on Pornhub. You could go on uh, XNXX. You could go on X Hamster. 
Yeah, keep giving us your list <laughs> of all the porn sites you know. Let me go get my Chromebook. Let, let me write that last one down. What hamster? I don't recommend that one. There's a little lag on it. Okay. And when you're my age, you can't play that game. And and so uh, everybody's into everything. You go on Pornhub and you could put in, I don't know, what? Cellulite? You're going to find some shit, right? I, okay, weird, weird thing that you just immediately I'm went to. I'm just saying that everybody's into something. Maybe I like it. It's none of your business. That's true. That, that is, is true. true. Stop sharing it with the audience. I'm not saying I don't or do. Uh, yes, it is. absolutely. Those search bars in porn sites are becoming like a, the Google search bar where sure. you can type in like tiny person does <laughs> giant dude and you're getting like thousands of results. Be more specific like mine. Give, give us one of your weird kinks. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, Indian midget fucks. Can't. Why? What, oh, is it the Indian or the midget? You can't say Indian for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight that you're not allowed to say midget so hard, even though you could be right. You're one of them, huh? It's, it's, it's the only word. You're I'm gonna, one of them. Well, well, that and gypsies. The fact that I can't say gypsies is, is a crime Somebody against yelled at me for saying gypsies, but I, I'm not married to gypsies. It was some Eskimo lady. So here's the thing. Very quickly, and we will move Oh, on. we can't say Eskimo now! <laughs> Inuit. So, so here's the thing. This woman, this yoga teacher, I, I think she was like Serbian or something, which is totally fine. No big deal. Sure. Probably in her 70s or whatever. Couldn't do any of the moves. She was describing them to us. She had oh. a little tiny CD player. She was switching CDs in the middle of it. Um, uh, there was dancing involved. We were one and two and three and four. It was like I was back in tap classes. I took tap classes, Wait, by the way. Are, are we talking this about- This is 100% real. Everything I'm, I'm saying is true. No, I believe you. Are we s still talking about the strip club or are you talking about the yoga class? What yoga class? No, no, I'm, the yoga class. That's what happened to me today. Not yeah. Porthole Pub. I. Why did you bring up the strip club then? I'm, I'm not missing was, the connection. It was those kind of vibes where oh. this lady brought in her own little- I mean, this is a-, a, a a CD player that would have been a piece of shit in 1996. <laughs> like she could have brought in one of those yellow disc men, it the sport disc men and just put little, you know, external speakers on it. It doesn't even have the, the anti-skip button on it. It's, it's too old. Oh. It, I think she was playing burnt CDs and she would just decide and, and not making fun of her. It was awesome in terms of it got me out of my comfort zone. I was literally laughing out loud as I was like, one and two and three and four. And I was laughing because this is not yoga. And this is, I feel very awkward. Let's fucking do this thing. How many people were in the class, would you say? About 30. Oh, wow. So no, it's, a, it's a big class. It's a, the, the little tiny radio is only funny because we are in a cavernous LA fitness gymnasium. Oh my God. She's playing the music for herself. Oh my God. But it was awesome. And I want to gift this lady like an iPod or something. She's just, been doing it for 17 years. I wonder if she's ever been in another yoga class. But she can't do the moves. She's been doing it for 17 years and I, can't do the moves. You know, I, I was going through it in my head and I'm wondering if she got into an accident or something. So I hope you feel good about yourself. I retract my previous the statement. The best thing about it was she would put you in these positions and then just start talking about God knows what. So you would be in these these positions for about 14 and a half minutes. She would just leave you there. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I went down to my knees a couple times. So it's almost like and watching- class started. It's almost like watching somebody bomb on stage where you're like watching it and you're no. like, this is hurting my heart. No, this person, people on stage bombing, I assume they know. Yeah. She had no clue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. she went with it. She was in it. It was nice. I'm not making fun of her at uh -huh. all. Uh -huh. It was way out of my comfort zone, and it and it, it exercised those muscles because I felt some embarrassment. Sure. Mm -hmm. You mean your butthole muscles where they pucker up because of well, how much you're I'm hurting? dancing. I, I'm telling you, if you gave me a top hat and white gloves, I would have been just fine. I, I uh -huh. it, We were doing things that were, uh, you know, dude, when I'm in there with yoga, 
I'm proven to to all the 60 year old ladies. I'm spiritual. You know what I mean? All mm. of a sudden now I'm doing the can can look like an asshole. That, and we all know that's how spirituality yeah. works is proving to others sure. how much more spiritual you are than they are. Much like vacationing and traveling is all about showing people where you've been. Got to hit the gram, bro. You got to hit the gram, bro. God, I hope that's why we're still saying that we should go to Columbia. Yeah. And get many grams as we need Tyler but mm-hmm. hey and, and I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk a little bit yeah for each of us <laughs> I'm gonna talk about vacation on this I just went half of this week for me has been vacation mm-hmm. and, but and I'll get deeper into it but just quickly hey JetBlue I don't want a credit card stop selling me a ah, credit card yes. I'm watching my movie yeah I have six minutes left I'm n- nobody's going to put their hands up for this credit card. Where Where is the conglomeration of those two things? Flying to Bali, I need a credit card. You got to get those miles. You re- finally realize while you're 35,000 feet up in the air, oh my God, I'm losing out on miles right now. <laughs> what is, I, I'm going to say something that proves I'm not an adult. What's the deal with the miles? What is the deal with, is it like Marlboro miles? Can I save it up and get like a raft? That's exactly, well, not the raft, but that's exactly what it is. The more money you spend, the more miles you accrue. So say, you know, California is, you know, a thousand miles away. I don't fucking know. Uh, Once you save up a thousand miles, you can spend it on that trip and get it, you know, not not for free because you've already spent all that money. Sure, right. But but it's like a reward for spending money on their credit card. Are they still going to charge me $17 for coffee on that trip? Yeah. Okay. That would be my guess. Okay, cool. That's that's fine. Because the one thing we know about airlines... (laughs) Super greedy. The lady on the stewardess gave me a free beer and two, count them, two bags of Cheez-Its. Whoa. Whoa, did she cradle your balls too while you were up there? No, I did that. That was me. And finally, Did she give you all that stuff to stop? (laughs) (laughs) Here's a beer, sir. Please stop touching yourself. We could not get an air marshal. (laughs) Take a beer. Oh, man. Um, Tyler, Gal Gadot. Am I saying that right? Uh, I believe it's Gal Gadot. Okay. Gal mm. Gadot. Thank you. Mm. Um, I like her. I like Gal Gadot. She is. She's. She, I enjoy her acting. Fighting with Mia Khalifa, Tyler. Do you know who Mia Khalifa is? I've heard the name. She's on any of those yeah. sites that I listed earlier. You've seen, you seen porn? She's the woman. I tell you, <laughs> um, they're fighting. Why would they be fighting? Israel... Oh, Palestine. Oh, come on. We should let them. We should do like a celebrity boxing thing and just declare the winner. This has been going on for what? 50, 75 days? At least an hour. Tyler? At least an hour. You're not wrong about that. Let's come on. Enough. What? Oh, my God. What what could. Do you know the origin of it? Like, how could that possibly have even gotten started? Uh, Gal Gadot is Israeli, yes. Correct. Mia Khalifa is Palestinian. I believe so. I, and, and what I, know I think she's, is, I know she's Muslim. I just kind of read through it. You know how I do. Mm. And I saw that that Gal Gadot had posted something on Twitter, I assume. Mm. Mia Khalifa probably literally clapped back in this case. <laughs> you like that one. That was, yeah, it made me shake on. my head a little it bit. Was, shake or something. Yeah. It, it was subtle. And 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 it, that's, Tyler, pick a side. You, uh, Israel or Palestine? That's what I'm really getting oh, down boy. to. Which do, which do you choose? I um Wait, can I pick the person or do I have to pick the country? Yes, Jesus or? Go on. Anti-Jesus. Who's, the, who's, who's against Jesus? Whoa. Is it Vishnu? Whoa. Is it Vishnu? Whoa. What? Anti-Jesus. Listen, You're saying Muslims are anti-Jesus? I believe Muslims have Jesus in their Bible, if I'm not mistaken. I was doing a a devil joke. No, no, no. I'm not. I would never do that. I think that everybody's beliefs are valid. They don't have to be mine. Unless they're violent, then then no. Then you're an asshole. Then no soup for you. Yeah, no no international 
soup for you. So who do you choose, Israeli or Palestine? I, I don't want to play this game. Tyler, what is this <laughs> show about? I just, I, you know what? I choose the DMZ. I, I choose the demilitar, demilitarized no, no. zone the way that they in between the on, two countries. The way that they report on celebrities is inappropriate and they deserve privacy too. Well, I'm going to need a weekend review on this because I need to know the origin story. How do you get into a fight with a porn star? Like, what's the, what's the purpose of that? I feel like uh, I don't know a lot about porn. Really? <laughs> sure. Okay. But I feel like porn stars aren't afraid to put themselves out there. Agreed. I'm saying on Gal Gadot's uh, side. Well, I guess it doesn't matter what your profession is, but I don't usually do the pop culture sensationalism or whatever. There is something in me that is telling me I need to figure out the origin story okay. of this battle. We can review everybody. It's a mascot that, that you know, there's something here for everybody. You Absolutely. Know I mean? And then I can pick Israel. Over you ever Pakistan. seen Burn Notice? Wait, Red Notice? Yes. Well, those are both things. <laughs> Thank you did for you that. Like, did you like Red Notice? Yeah, it was a it was a dumb, fun, whimsical, turn your brain off kind of comedy. Ryan Reynolds, you be Ryan Reynolds. The fact that you didn't just comment on my "I'm picking Israel over Pakistan" I, comment truly, you left me out to dry. I'm just waving in the wind right truly now. Truly, I did not hear it. Forgive oh. me. Forget. So oh. you uh, okay? Wait. No, wait. I'm kidding. No, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. So who do you pick, Tyler? Right in the center, Ryan. I believe in freedom and human rights. For all TMZ and, and and I just I think Mia Khalifa is more attractive. Wow, hot take. Yeah, Gal Gadot is beautiful. I just think Mia Khalifa's. Nope. I think it might be because I've seen Mia Khalifa naked many times. I'm sure that there are mock-ups on the internet that you could see Gal Gadot. Ah, uh, that wouldn't make me feel appropriate. That, that makes me feel weird. Who's out there doing that? A we, lot of weird. We people. we, we got to get onto the show. We but do. Th there's some people spending some real time and yeah. some real creativity. Putting people's heads on naked bodies. Yeah, 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 and and thank you, Google. And deep fakes are going to make it even worse. We're going to see like a like a wrinkly Ronald Reagan face <laughs> on a Gal Gadot body. <laughs> Send those in, please. Let's do the show. I could jerk to that. <laughs> I could I could jerk to that. I mean, I could technically. I just wouldn't want to. <laughs> I could cryingly jerk to that.